0: Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box, and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree, and that'll give you access to our social media, like Instagram, Twitter, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yeah. So we're back. Uh-huh. Took a week off, spring yep. break. Hopefully everybody had a good spring break. I know some people have it this week, but whatevs. Um, yeah. Today's episode is gonna be it's gonna be short and sweet,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it's gonna be a little different. If you saw the title. So you know what we're going to be talking about. Um, we kind of wanted to talk about
1: Something alternate. Different.
0: Yeah, we also wanted to talk about our alternate universes and wormholes. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about that today, but maybe next episode we will. Um, that's kind of more like a conversation piece than a actual factual thing because yeah. most of it's all theory. Yeah, because um, we
1: st- we watched yeah. a documentary and it was kind of boring, or we fell asleep. It was well, the <laughs> I fell asleep.
0: It was the wormhole um, thing with uh, what's his name uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. I was have to say it like that. So yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it had potential. Some of y'all might like that show, but it was getting. It was. It was putting me to sleep. Yeah, it
1: felt like school. So, yeah, I wanted more like you know. I think we're gonna look at YouTube videos of people describing like the
0: supernatural kind of thing of it. Yeah. And we've talked some on here about alternate universes and time travel and all that. So, But like I said, today we're going to be talking about the Bermuda Triangle and Flight 19. Um, so I'm going to kind of talk about the Triangle first, if you don't really know what that is. And then we'll, you know, go from there. The Bermuda Triangle is an area in the ocean where... Its points are kind of shaped like a triangle, and one of the points is in Miami, one is in Puerto Rico, and one is in Bermuda. And then the middle of it is just the ocean.
1: Mm.
0: It's anywhere between 500 million, no, sorry, 500,000 to 1 million square miles, Mm. which is a lot of ocean. (laughs) This area didn't get its name until about the 60s when they started noticing the disappearances of planes and ships. 1946 to 1991, there were over 100 disappearances of ships and planes in this area. Some even say that maybe Christopher Columbus maybe have discovered Bermuda Triangle first, because in some which, you know, he's a douche, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Um, The the reason we say this is because there's, like, documentation where he mentions... um, Lights in the sky, mm-hmm. and he also mentions like falling stars, mm-hmm. compasses not working, stuff like that. Which we'll talk about a theory that has to do with like lights, lights in, in the, the sky, sky and I was stuff about like to that. Say yeah. yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> um, so now let's kind of talk about flight 19 first before we dive into all the theories about the Bermuda Triangle. So, December 5th, 1945. 45. I was wondering why you (laughs) said 1945. Sorry. Like, uh, Twilight Zone? Yeah. It's been a long day. Okay. So, yeah. December 5th, 1945. uh, The flight was going to fly out of Florida on a routine training mission. They had a flight plan, and they put them... It would put them coming back three hours later. So, the flight plan oh. was only a three-hour f- flight plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a 14-man crew flying on milita- five military TBM Avenger bomber planes. So, not your average commercial flight here, obviously. These are like pretty much like tanks in the sky. These are naval planes. Um, so, this is not a commercial flight. There's five of these Bomber planes. 14 men all together. Other days, the pilots had ran this mission before. It was a mission to help them navigate over open ocean, since that's like where the bombers would be most of the time when they needed to go to war. They had a compass, a clock, and their math skills, because, you know, this is before radar. So that was what they were training using those three things to get them back where they needed to go plus landmarks and things like that however they were trained to know if they got lost how to use all of these skills to get back to base also it's important to note that um they had two different types of compasses a gyro compass and a magnetic compass um as well (laughs) gyro yeah (laughs) Hmm. they they were supposed to fly a simple triangle pattern, drop a few bombs, and head back to base. Four of the planes had the students flying them, and then there was a lead plane with the um, like instructor guy. He was in the fifth plane. He was the flight leader, and he would fly and keep them from going off off course. Kind of like a like a flock of like a mama and a flock of her birds. Like if they veered off, he would come up next to them, push them back where they needed to go, you know. I mean, they could communicate with the radio to each other anyways, but he was there to, keep you them know, keep them yeah. on track. You have to remember, since these pilots were trainees, they had not yet graduated, although this was supposed to be their final mission. So they had been there for a long time, and this was their final mission that they had to fly. So it's not like they didn't know what they were doing at all, mm-hmm. but you know this was like the last thing that they had to do before they could graduate
1: that would suck
0: yeah the weather that day was perfect although they did have afternoon rainy showers but if you guys know anything about florida um it rains like every afternoon there so (laughs) it's nothing new um if there wasn't any like huge thunderstorms or hurricanes or nothing like that that was supposed to be popping up you know while Mm -hmm. they were flying before they took off in the before they took off on the mission, Lieutenant Carl's Taylor, the flight leader that I told you about, was late getting to base, and he actually um, pulled another guy aside and told him that he didn't want to fly that day. He told him he just had a bad feeling about the flight. Mm-hmm. Of course, they couldn't change the flight crew, and they couldn't change it last minute, last second, because that's just not something that they do. I mean, this is the military. And they can't change it because someone has a bad feeling about flying. Taylor was a World War II pilot. He had hundreds of hours of flight time under his belt, and he also flew in battle. So this was not somebody that was, like, not seasoned also. Mm -hmm. So for him to be scared, it was not normal. Even the man he wanted to take his place later said it was like he had predicted the future or something, and he just had a bad feeling about what the day was going to bring. He began the briefing with the men and told them about the flights and everything and what they were going to do. Even in the briefing room, he pulled another officer aside and told him as well, I have a really bad feeling about this flight. I don't want to do it. He also requested to be relieved from the flight for that day, but like I said, that didn't happen because they can't just do it because they have a bad feeling. All their routine checks on the floor were normal. Nothing was amiss when they were checking the planes before they flew. So the flight takes off at 2.10 p.m. And that would be the last time that anyone would see Alt 14 men. We only know what happened based off of the radio communication between the tower and them between each other. They had, um, like, starting off, they had completed some of the bombings. Uh, the bombing exercise missions now all the all the bomb drop missions they usually were able to like there was little islands that they would fly to and drop Mm -hmm. the bombs um i don't know if they were real bombs they might have been just test you know test test bombs but they would they named them different stuff but they were supposed to fly to the great stirrup key island but when they looked down at where this Great Star Key Island was supposed to be, it was nothing but open ocean. So they flew to one, dropped some bombs. I think it was like 20 more minutes down the way. They were supposed to get to this next island, but it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay. So at this time, also Lieutenant, Lieutenant Taylor is saying that he believes something is wrong with his compass and it's not really working very right. He tells them to turn north as planned and if they can get higher they could see more of you know where they were however the visibility was worse when they got higher up because like we said there was kind of rain showers and the higher up they got the worse the the clouds got they know the times they were supposed to get to the checkpoints those little islands like I talked about mm-hmm. um So, they set their clock to 30 minutes, and that was when, going north, they should hit the next little island. However, when the time was up and 30 minutes was gone as they were flying, they looked down, and there's no island. So, Lieutenant Taylor thinks, okay, maybe we overshot it. So, he turns them around, and he's like, okay, we should see it any minute now. Like, we just overshot it, we'll turn around, and we'll see the island. However, nothing was there. Over the radio, he keeps asking... And, by the way, you can probably find these radio um, things on YouTube. YouTube. I'm pretty sure. um, I've heard some of them. So, there's different places. Um, So, over the radio, he keeps asking the other pilots what their compasses say. And his is different from theirs. Even his magnetic compass isn't working. At around 340... The pilots start saying they have no idea where they are. And you can hear them saying that over the radio, like, to the tower.
1: I bet they're panicking. I would.
0: At this point, not quite, but th- we'll get there. Okay. So, sometime later after 340, Lieutenant Taylor can finally see land, and he says that it's the Florida Keys. So, do you know where the Florida Keys are? Mm-mm. They are, like... Here's Florida, and they're, like, down here, okay. kind of, um, the tip of Florida. Okay. So, he thinks that they're the Florida Keys. He was sure after this that his compass obviously wasn't working. No shit. And <laughs> even from the beginning, he said he didn't think it was working because it took them more south, and they were supposed to go east. So, they were supposed mm-hmm. to go, like, here's Florida, they were supposed to go this way, but he thought they went this way and that they were kind of in the Gulf of Mexico area the tower was asking where they were and he said I believe we're over the keys but I'm trying to make it back to Fort Lauderdale because that's where the base was however they don't understand why he keeps saying he's lost because if he was at the keys he should be able to look at where the sun is because that's one of the things that they were taught to do look at where the sun is and you'll know that you just it's a straight shot north from there to get back to fort lauderdale Mm -hmm. it's like it's almost like he was so disoriented he can't even remember anything like that he is training or anything that's weird lieutenant cox was one of the guys back at the um tower and he comes over the radio and he tells him he's going to meet them and escort them back because if you're really over the keys. He knows where you are, and something's going on with Taylor, so he's going to meet him in the sky and meet him halfway and, and bring him back in. Yeah. He flies south 45 minutes um, to where the keys are, and there's no sign. Cox says there's no sign of them anywhere in the sky. Mm-hmm. Taylor radio. Taylor's radio transmission also at this time and the other guys in the other planes, it's becoming more faint, so it's almost like they're going further and further away from the tower because as further you go and then i don't know about now i don't know about airplanes now but back then the further you got away from the tower the less communication you had with the tower you know Mm -hmm. because the signal so the signal is getting weaker and that means um that they're obviously nowhere where he's at they're nowhere where the florida keys are so if this situation is pretty stressful Lieutenant Taylor, he can hear his, he can hear, he can, hold on. Lieutenant Taylor, you can hear in his voice that he's starting to become pretty frantic. And he just starts, everything just starts to go downhill from there because the sun's going down. The clouds are getting darker. The storms are coming in worse. They start discussing over the radio around 430 about turning the nose of the plane where the sun is and going west Mm -hmm. to fly until they see a land because you have to also remember at this point they're starting to lose fuel
1: yeah there's no fuel up there
0: they can only go so many hours so they think okay if we just turn west pointed towards the sun and we go straight we'll eventually run into land no matter where it is because that's what the protocol is in this situation plus the naval ships will come pick them up wherever they are so lieutenant taylor however thinks that they are in the gulf of mexico and he if they keep going west they're gonna not make it to texas before they run out of fuel so he tells them to turn around and fly back east Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they will run into florida however once again (laughs) their radio signal is Worse. And yeah. at this point, it's becoming silent. They can't even hear them at all. The tower can no longer communicate with them, and at around 5.30, one of the trainee pilots convinces them to turn around because they need to go west. He's like, look, th- I know that we have to go west. Yeah. So, during this time, there is a naval ship in the Gulf that picks up a radar signal on them, and They're actually nowhere near the Florida Keys. They are in the middle of the Atlantic. So here's Florida. They're way over there in the middle Mm. of the Atlantic. However, they are flying towards Daytona Beach. So they're flying the right way. Yeah. And they need to just keep going. If they keep flying west, they'll eventually come back to Florida. Yeah. However, keep in mind, like I said... They didn't have any way to communicate with the ship, so they had no idea that this that they were going in the right direction. And Lieutenant Taylor doesn't know this either, and he's running out of fuel. He's panicking. So at around five, I mean, around six o'clock, he decides to tell him, once again, no, we're going to turn back and go east. So he's so he hasn't made it to land yet. But instead of
1: (laughs) instead of keeping going, keep
0: going and and use his. Senses that he learned, it's just really weird. Like, I don't understand.
1: Like, it sounds like something he's going through either he's having a breakdown or he's like, like something happening is to convincing
0: him, him that yeah. he's going and like something is pulling him in all different types of directions. Yeah, so they turn back around and they go east. Um, because if they run out of gas, at least they would be somewhere near the shoreline, is what he's thinking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which everyone is arguing that his compass has been messed up since the beginning, theirs are working, his is not working. However, Taylor is the is a trainee here, and they can't really argue with the commander, and they can't really argue with the lieutenant. Bullshit. I'd be like, well, you go that way. We're going to go this way. <laughs> I mean, I know it's the military, but I wouldn't... If I knew, if I was in the other plane, and I knew that that dude didn't know where he was going, yeah. I'd be like... Uh, I'm not supposed to follow you just because you think you know. I wouldn't followed them Mm-mm. either.
1: But by the way, that he sounds like he doesn't know what he's doing. I'd be like, look, I'm going to just do my training. It's, you have fun, whatever you Yeah, doing. it sounds
0: like he's just like frantic and losing it or something. So around 640, the last words we know of or over the radio of the planes is that Lieutenant Taylor tells them to stay in formation and if one starts going down, we all go down. We go down together. And say together because if the naval ships are looking for us, they'll find us all at the same spot. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what happened. The naval, the Navy had, uh, so that was, that was it. The, they lost contact with them and, well, they had lost contact with them before that, but They had to find them. They had to find the flights, the pilots, at least the planes, because they're not going to... This is the Navy. They're not going to not scour and try to find them. So, two plane boats, they're like huge boats that are also... They're huge planes that can also land and become a boat. They flew out of Jacksonville, Florida after, like, a couple hours after they lost contact. And we know now that their planes went down somewhere. Because they were running out of fuel. However, one of the planes made it back, but the other one didn't. It disappeared. Hmm. So the two big, huge boat planes—that's what I call them. There's probably an official name, but whatever. They, um, one of them made it back, the other one didn't. It okay. was st- storming, but it wasn't like something that they had never flown in before. Because, like I said, this is Florida. It fly. It it rains a lot. There's mild thunderstorms, stuff like that. So Did this they not time find
1: the planes at all. Mm-mm.
0: Mm. We'll get there. That's weird. So this time there was no SOS for this boat plane. There was no distress signal. there was no indication of anything weird going on, you know, like with Lieutenant Taylor not being able to find his way back. It was just it just vanished. The Navy at this point decided to ground everyone until they found out what was going on, where all these men were. So at this point, they have lost 13... They've lost 14 men plus the 13 were that were on the boat plane. So they've lost a lot of men at this point And they're yeah. freaking out. They decided the next morning they would try to go out and search for them in the daylight. Because it was nighttime. But unfortunately there was a, a storm that had rolled in the next morning. So they had to wait. However, um, December 7th, they finally send planes. So this is two days later. Which sucks because that's a long time in the ocean but they finally send planes out over 100,000 square miles they search, they find absolutely nothing no wreckage, no floating devices like nothing based on the naval ship where they saw on the radar, like I said they would be out in the Atlantic so they kind of knew about where they would be Um, there wasn't anything out there so what happened to them? That's the question. Like, what do we think happened? Well, over the years, some stories have gotten mixed up. Some of the some of you might be thinking, is this story where the pilots, you've probably heard this story. They come over the radio and they say, don't come for me. I know where I am. They're from outer space. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> I have. Um... So yeah, that's just a rumor. If you've heard that before, if you've heard the story and you've heard about that, you know, the pilots coming over and saying they're from outer space, don't come for us. It's a rumor.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that happened was of one of the pilots' families, they received a telegram and it was saying we're okay. Um don't come looking for me. It was a sign it was signed by someone that only his family would have known this name like it was a name that only his family would have known Mm -hmm. so based on this story people think that they were abducted by aliens because I don't know how they got that but (laughs) I don't know a lot of people think that they were abducted by aliens because a lot of people think the Bermuda Triangle has aliens in it like Mm. That's where they kind of are.
1: Like they're underneath the wall <laughs> no, like in the above... sky cuz you know I told you okay, about Christopher yeah.
0: Columbus and that's what we're going to talk about Christopher Columbus, you know, seeing the the he said he saw lights in the night sky and he said he saw falling lights as well.
1: Mm, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so, so a like, lot, they're lot invisible, of people but they're moving around. Got
0: yeah, it. a lot of people think that um you know Aliens, alien ships, and things like that, or what abduct people? Which, why? How the hell would they abduct a huge ass plane or a big ass ship? I just don't see that. Like, I, I don't. Now I could see like if the people who were on the ship just vanished and the ship was there, but the people weren't like
1: that. Yeah, but we don't really know like what
0: kind of technology yeah, like or they whatever have.
1: they have. We don't. They could have done that. They can probably do that.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, that's ideas. true. Which leads us into talking about the Bermuda Triangle and its theories. Some people believe maybe it's where the lost city of Atlantis is. And whatever caused the city to plunge into the ocean, now that's what happens to the ships. Which is pretty, pretty ridiculous to think about because, you know, the lost city of Atlantis is not real. And it's just a it's a myth. Um,
1: I don't know if I, know if I believe that one. Yeah,
0: that one's a little harder to believe. Another is that the triangle is a portal to another dimension, kind of like a black hole in the middle of the Atlantic. Now this that's
1: understandable could no.
0: possibly be. Some scientists start started looking into why ships and planes vanish, but the scientists came up with a little bit more logical reasons. There's a Gulf Stream that runs through the triangle. It runs from the Gulf of Mexico to the east, all the way through the east coast of America and up to Canada. So it runs Gulf of Mexico and it runs along the coast of Canada all the way through America. So this stream um, is basically like a jet stream. And what they think is, which could mean that when the ships and planes go down, the debris, you know, moving around and stuff like that, because... People can't – nine times out of ten when a plane or ships goes down, they're not going to automa- – the Coast Guard isn't going to automatically be there. Yeah. There's going to be hours, and it can take only four hours for something to move into this stream, into this um, – what did I say? The Gulf Stream. The Gulf Stream. And get washed away. Mm. So, like in this situation where it took them two days to get out there, mm-hmm. if any debris got washed into the stream – well, it's down way past like.
1: Yeah, but that still doesn't explain Florida and all how that. he got so confused. No, Guy that doesn't explain so it. got so confused. Uh-uh. Like they lost them. Like it's just
0: that's weird. You the, know, one interesting fact about the Coast Guard is, even today in open ocean, the Coast Guard can only usually um, I was gonna say capture. Rescue about seventy percent. Of planes and ships that go down. So, it's pretty vast. We know that. The weather's not perfect. So, if... I don't know how many ships and planes crash, but only 70% of them get saved. Because Mm. there's so much area to cover.
1: That's understandable.
0: Yeah. It's also been proven that it is a place where True North and Magnetic North get... Like, come together in a line mm. and can mess with compasses, which that would explain. That's
1: what I thought, because I know that about the triangle, and I couldn't remember. Um, yeah. But now that you said that, I remember that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, now that we've explained how Flight 19 got lost, what about, you know, Lieutenant Taylor? Like, why did he struggle so bad Yeah, when he's a seasoned now, hold, veteran? How
1: old is this? name?
0: That yeah. I don't know.
1: No, he I could. He could be very old,
0: and maybe. You know. No, he's not old. He's not that old. Okay, Mm-mm. so he's not like 60 six something? No, no, I don't think so. Like, 50, um, I think maybe, he was in his fifties, forties, fifties, somewhere there. So, some people suggested that Lieutenant Taylor was out drinking the night before the mission, and that he had a really bad hangover the next day. However, oh, God. there God isn't any evidence. That much. No, <laughs> Lord. No, that'd be pretty intense. Yeah. There isn't any evidence to suggest that he was drinking the night before, plus if that was something that I mean, the Navy would be able to smell on his breath when he came in exactly. and they could tell he had a hangover and he would not be able to fly. They would have grounded him. So like I think a lot of a lot of people also blamed him because he wasn't listening to his pilots and he wasn't turning the planes around to yeah. get You know, but the disoriented part is what I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. And then also... It's almost like there was like another... It's almost like there was a force like telling him, no, you have to go this way or you have to go that way. Mm -hmm. And they basically just went in circles around the... over the Atlantic for, what, however many hours? Five hours until they ran out of fuel? Wow. I
1: wonder if maybe, you know, with um, Columbus... He was saying that The stars were falling or something Mm -hmm. Or moving In a kind of way What if the sun was moving Like that's why they kept getting turned around Because Like something Like something keeps um, Something keeps Happening like If it's like supernatural Let's say it's supernatural Then maybe the sun keeps moving directions Or the whole Ocean kind of move directions.
0: You're saying if something supernatural is going on in the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that could be. There's happening. some theories that there's so much magnetic pull that also in that area that messes with your like equilibrium and your in your oh, stuff like that. That makes sense. Yeah, and that also would would make sense as to why he just completely forgot all his training because I just can't see how. A man who's been to World War II, who's fought and flew in World War II and battle, doesn't know. Because that was one of the things they were taught. If you get lost, just turn your plane, your nose of your plane, towards the sun and fly in that direction and you'll know that you're going north. Yeah. So, for him not to do that and to be really confused, I don't know. It was just weird. There have been many over like over decades there have been many um experiences where people have gotten lost like i said but also there's also been a lot of people that have flown over the bermuda triangle or ships that have went over the bermuda triangle and not you know died or got lost or whatever Mm -hmm. so um as early as june 2003 a couple got lost in the triangle and they were never seen from again However, like I said, there's millions of people that go through it every day and don't. Um, there's been many people over the decades that have been experiencing and lost themselves in the triangle because of the confusion and the logic. Their logic just kind of goes out the window. So there have been people that have come out of it and been like, I was lost for like, I think there was one story where a guy was. Um, he was in his boat or ship or whatever, and he was going over the Bermuda Triangle, and then he didn't make it to his destination until like a week later because he got lost and Mm -hmm. he couldn't remember how to get out and it took him forever to get out. So kind of like, kind of reminds me of like a, like a wormhole. You know, like what you were talking about with that, um, who was it?
1: Morgan Freeman? No. uh -uh. Morgan
0: Freeman. That, that, um, oh my gosh. Yes, but she was talking about the, uh... What? The guy. The guy that went into one part of this oh, yeah. room, and then it was like a whole other universe, basically, and nobody no. knew oh, who his um, friend was.
1: <laughs> it's dimensions? Different yeah, dimensions. different dimensions.
0: That's what I was trying to figure out.
1: Um... It could be another... Like, they're walking into another dimension. That could happen.
0: Well, you know, we've talked about... Um, Especially if it's
1: oceans, and let's say it's a wormhole that's taking you to another dimension and taking you back to another ocean, that would be something that's very... And you are just keep going
0: back to different dimensions of ocean. That yeah. would be really like, freaky. Like in... Um, what's the... Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, that, that shit still freaks me out to this day when they talk about seeing the portals and seeing something come out of the portal no thank you that was some stranger things shit if you guys didn't hear about that if you guys didn't listen to the um skinwalker ranch episode you should definitely go do that because that Mm -hmm. that is some crazy crap but yeah that's pretty much it about the bermuda triangle there's not much not much scientifically that they know about it i mean like i said the only thing that they've really given us is that there is a gulf stream next to it and maybe that's how all these ships keep getting and planes keep getting debris and stuff keep getting sucked out because they get into the gulf stream and then they go way further than where they're supposed to be um i don't know though it just seems weird some people have a theory that the government is there's there's another one that it's like an area 51 but for the ocean yeah I don't believe that. Um, I don't know about that. Because, <laughs> like I said, people have... Ships have went through there. I mean, even cruise ships have went through there when they go to um, Europe and stuff like that. So
1: The alien thing is kind of interesting. Um, if they're invisible in Columbus, I kind of believe that. But I also, the wormholes, I kind of believe as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's more leaning towards that sense.
0: Yeah. If we're talking... Unlogical things, like not scientific things, because they haven't really given us much. I would think that it would probably be something to do with the magnetic field in the area around the Bermuda Triangle. Messing with your senses and everything like that. Because even um, in Alaska, there's a certain place in Alaska where you can go where people get lost. And we've talked about this before on an episode, but you can get lost there because there's... So much, sorry. There's so much magnetic um, energy everywhere that it just throws your senses off and everything like that. Um, and we've talked about that before on this on this podcast as well. You can go check that episode out too. But yeah, so that's it about Flight 19. Um, we could have done the Malaysia flight, but this one just seems a little bit more interesting to me because it was in, you know, the 1940s and it was later. Um, and it was before all the radar and stuff like that that we have now where they can see exactly where they are. (laughs) Um, But if you guys enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and give it a like. You can also go follow us on YouTube and give us a like over there. trying to think of anything else. And I think we might talk next week about a little bit more in depth about alternate dimensions and – alternate universes Yay. wormholes and things like that it's just a lot to cover uh-huh. um, but we're going to kind of dive into it and maybe we can dredge up some stories of people that have experienced different dimensions and things like that portals mm-hmm. um there's a lot of people out there that have seen portals they don't know if they're to other dimensions but they've seen portals where like the sky is on the other side and it's nighttime where we are which is so freaking crazy to me. If I saw that, I would just... My head would probably explode. Yeah. <laughs> From just the sheer, like...
1: I would have a panic attack. I don't know. Like, cla- <laughs> like that claustrophobic feeling. Like, but, like, not like... But I start to have that feeling if, like, I see something that's, like, upside down or something like that. Like, I feel really? kind of, like... Oh. <laughs> like, weirded out. Yeah. Like, oh, like, stranger... um. Stranger Things. Stranger Things, when they're, like, upside down. When they go into the upside down. Mm. Yeah. You don't like that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's my breath. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Like, if that happened to me, (laughs) I would just die. I would just sit there. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like I said before. You can also follow us on Facebook. We just don't have a lot of people on Facebook, so. But definitely follow us on Twitter, because we post a lot on there. Mm -hmm. And we will see you guys next week. Um... Also, there was one more thing I had to say, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, man. Follow us on Instagram? I don't know. Anyways, all right. Bye!